Good morning. This is Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd, and I'm Laura Hurd. It's Tuesday, January the 22nd, and it's around 9 o'clock, and I have so much on my mind today and this morning, and it all just kind of hit me right before I started recording, and I hope that I don't trail off too much during this recording Because something pretty big just hit me (laughs) when I looked at the calendar before I started talking. Today would have been my um, father's birthday. His birthday is on January 22nd. And I just realized that. So he, um, he is no longer with us. And I have actually written about what happened there. Um, He actually had taken his own life when I was 17 years old. And you can find um, where I have written about that on godinterest.com. And so anyway, that was an interesting thought. So (laughs) it kind of caught me off guard. So maybe I'll talk about that um, on another episode, maybe a bonus episode this week or next week. Um, at our regular time. So what this current episode is intended for is to talk about um, caregiving and the role that that plays in my life and kind of what that looks like. And I did a video on it yesterday and I did not share it. I just kind of spoke my thoughts out loud because sometimes that helps me process what I'm thinking. And I still don't I still feel kind of scattered this morning about it, Um, but I do still want to to meet with you guys um, so and share some things that I've had on my mind about it. But you know, the role of a caregiver. Well, first of all, first of all, I do want to say that if you're new here, I am Laura Hurd, and I'm married, and my husband works full time. I do stay at home with our youngest son. He's five years old. He has autism, sensory processing disorder, and apraxia. We have a older son, a neurotypical or what you would consider a typical child. He is 11, and he attends public school, and we homeschool our youngest son. So I do want to mention that. So when my son was first diagnosed with autism a few years ago, Shortly after the diagnosis, someone mentioned to me, and they just made a just an observation and, and casually said, well, you're a caregiver now. And that thought was probably the furthest thing from my mind when I was going through the initial diagnosis stage because I was so overwhelmed. And if you've been on this journey, you know, when you first get the diagnosis, people process that differently. <clears throat> And it does, it is overwhelming anyway, you look at it, because if you choose to tackle it um, head on, or if you choose to kind of wait a little while, I mean, either way, it's overwhelming. So, and we were earlier on, it was a lot harder because of our son's extreme lack of communication and ability. And so when that comment got placed in my mind, <laughs> you know, that was just another thing I kind of had to process. And I I sometimes talk about subjects that either I see 
that someone has mentioned, maybe on social media, or I'm talking to another special needs mom and an idea pops in my head that, hey, this needs to be talked about. This is one of those that I just, it kind of just hit me the other day and nothing really was mentioned beforehand. But I do feel the need to talk about the role of a caregiver. So I did make a, um, based on the video that I did yesterday, you know, I'm a, I'm always a mother first and the caregiving role and mothering role overlap. And not only that, where I homeschool, I am a teacher as well. So those really very much intertwine themselves on a daily basis. There were times early in our, our journey that I felt like the caregiving role was more significant and that kind of overshadowed my role as a mother. And so now as things start to, as my son starts to progress and things start to kind of balance out more that it, those roles do overlap and intertwine. And it's about, you know, most days it's fairly equal. I would say some days maybe we have more of um one outweighs the other, depending on what kind of day, you know, we're all having really as a family. And because, you know, when you are on a special needs journey, it doesn't just affect one person and affects the whole family. And so we have been able to, you know, finally come to a place of better understanding and just learning our son as we go along and what works for him and what doesn't. So when I think about my role as a caregiver with my son, and it will look different for everyone in the autism community because autism is a spectrum. So in in our world, my role, what I was talking about yesterday, um, what came to my mind was I care and I was strictly comparing it to our older neurotypical son because I've been down the path already with him. And he is very, I mean, he's just your typical 11-year-old. So I've always tried to compare that to him. I never want to compare it to another child, especially on the autism spectrum or any child for that matter. You know, comparison is just not a good thing all around for nobody. But in this case, it's kind of necessary to point out that for, you know, I'm a mother to my older son. I, I've never technically had to be a caregiver for him um, in a such a large role as I am with my younger son. So when I'm thinking about caregiving for my younger son, I care for him differently than I had to with my older typical son at the same where he was at at the same age. So things that I have to care about with my younger son, I'm, I may not have even had to thought about, was not even on my radar with my older son. So I have to care about different things with our younger son. And I think that's where caregiving and that title fits in our life and in my life and my role as a mom and a caregiver and a teacher. So I may not be caring for him the way that I did even three years ago, but I'm still caring for him in a different way as opposed to a a typical child. So that's where the term caregiver comes in. And it's not, it's, it has never been a burden 
to be our son's caregiver because I feel like that God has placed me in this role early on, I mean, from the get-go. And so just learning to accept that role and understand that outside what our normal life used to be and the things that I used to do and was able to put my energy and time toward, those had to fall away. And I had to learn to adjust my perspective, adjust my time, adjust my energy to caring for our child with special needs. So, and that's really where I wanted to hit home today and talk about, and we're going to, we're going to camp out there for just a few minutes on that idea. So as a Christian and as a member of a local church, I was called to serve in some capacity. All Christians are called to serve based on their gifts in some capacity. So as a Christian, of course, I had a desire to serve God because I love Him. And so I was used to serving in a certain way. And so once we received our son's diagnosis and we realized the magnitude of what this entailed, and that's when my mothering played and the caregiving role, and they started really intertwining. And so early on, it was hard for me to pull away from what my normal activities look like as a, as a mother, as a Christian as a member of the local church. So I did have a very hard time with that. And if you're listening and you're, you find yourself in the same position, I want to encourage you today that caring for your child is important. And you need to turn off the voices in your head or voices outside of what you know God is calling you to do. And you need to focus on what's important for your family and your child. And there will be plenty of time to get those things in order. And so I always, my personality is I have a sense of urgency toward things. So, but God has really, <laughs> God has really molded me in, in with being patient, more patient in that area. I have always had patience when it comes to children and different things in life, but that sense of urgency to get things done and do, he has really drawn me back and I don't, I don't really know the word for it yet. And maybe that will come in the future (laughs) because I still, I mean, this has been something that has happened just, you know, fairly recently within the past year that I've just slowly just stepped back and, and had to rethink, you know, what my role is now and where God is calling me now. So once your child receives um, an autism diagnosis, your role will change. I mean, it's inevitable because your child does have different needs than a typical child. And you have to determine what role you are going to play as the mother of your child and now as the caregiver of your child. You're, you That is up to you. That is between you and the Lord, and that is going to determine what your family dynamic looks like. So I determined that it 
I was going to care for my son and that, you know, immediately it was a no-brainer to me that my son was going to require extra, extra, um, extra time and energy from me. So we're talking about therapies and helping him here at home and coping and stretching him, lovingly stretching him outside of his comfort zone. All of this is very sensitive and it's it takes time to plan it takes patience and this is a marathon not a sprint and so all that comes into play and when i had to step away from ministry at our church it hurt so much because that's where my heart was and i loved those children i i taught sunday school and i enjoyed it and it was such a blessing and so i didn't understand god's plan then you know and that's that's where I think that some of us can get tripped up because I got tripped up because I just didn't, you know, we can't see the future. So sometimes we don't understand and we we keep going in our own strength and our own mindset. Like, well, this is the way it's always been. But you have to be open and willing and prayerful of what God wants, what kind of work God wants to do in your life with your special needs child. So that's. That's what I'm, you know, that's mostly what I wanted to talk about today. And another opportunity while I'm thinking about it, I was asked to speak at our local um, library. We have, this is National School Choice Week this week. And I was asked to speak talking about homeschooling and autism. And that is um, here in Churchill. So if you are local and you're listening to this and you have any interest at all, or maybe just you're just curious, then you know I encourage you to come down. It's from one to three. I will be speak. I will be the first speaker on the roster because I will have my son with me, and so he. You know, we're try. It's one of those things we're trying to stretch him there at the library, but he can stand about fifteen to twenty minutes. So that's about how long I'm going to be speaking is fifteen minutes. So you're welcome to come down and join us there. It's open to everyone, and so. But when you're thinking about your role, if you're on the fence about anything, you know, I would just encourage you to be very prayerful, turn off any outside voices that you feel like maybe are leading you outside of what God is drawing you toward. And the last thing I want to leave you with is something that um, it was actually my older son's teacher last year in the fifth grade. She shared this on her on her Facebook page and she made it public so purple. Yeah, good job, buddy. Is it the color purple? It is the color purple. Very good. Will you shut the door? Is it like the colors I should? Thank you. Is it the color purple? Color purple. Okay. And so she made this public so and I actually had shared it on my own personal Facebook page, but I just thought this was just a wonderful thought, and it was just a thought from her, so I'm going to share this with you today, and maybe this can, this will just, I mean, it was just something splendid to read, so I just enjoyed reading it and the thought of it. Okay, so she says, a thought occurred to me, a book that sits high on the shelf stays closed. Its cover is protected. Its pages are not wrinkled, torn, or marked, it sits in perfect condition. The book, open on the library table, gets used. People flip through it, sometimes tear the pages, leave fingerprints, 
and fold them. The cover may eventually become worn. However, the book on the table gave information, perhaps comfort, or helped someone in some way. What good was the book on the shelf? Some people are open books. They take abuse for it, but remember what good was the closed book on the shelf. So I thought that was just wonderful because mainly where I come from, from sharing here on the podcast, sharing on social media, and I have, I do struggle sometimes with what I put on my public social media account because, well, really just different reasons, but the ultimate purpose is to help someone, help um help another mother that may be struggling with different things. And that's why when these ideas come to my mind, I just want to share them because I've been there. I've struggled emotionally and spiritually. And, you know, God's always with us. God can see the future and he's already there. And that's where our our faith comes into play when we're raising a child with special needs. It's a very, very fulfilling and rewarding journey when you are following God. Yes, dear. What's fun, Mommy? What's your this baggage? Is this still a please? Okay, on the way back. Okay, I'll be right back. Hi. What? Holy Gaga, it's like <laughs> I give a puzzle, please. Yeah. Okay, quick there. Good job, buddy. Good job, Mommy. So, I will leave you with that today. And as always, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, it's on Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. That's on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Yes, dear. Look at the picture. Very good. Mm -hmm. So I hope this has encouraged you today and helped someone in some way. Thank you so much for listening, and you have a wonderful Tuesday and a great rest of your week. God bless you.